0: Hi, my name is Sam Sheen, and I'm joined as always by my friend and professional colleague, Marilyn Berg, and this is our podcast, Captivated Audience. This is part two of our chat with Ben Marsh of iMeta Technologies. We left off in part one chatting with Ben about the Swedbank case, and we continued our chat looking at the Deutsche Bank mirror trading case and talked to Ben about the proposed changes under the European legislation in relation to EKYC, and the possible regulation of eKYC technology providers.
1: Ben, we talked about the Spedbank case. There is another interesting case, the mirror trading case involving Deutsche Bank. For you who are not familiar with the setup in this case, there are a series of trading deals being booked in different jurisdictions and in different directions, a.k.a. selling or buying, to ultimately create reasons, the end result if you please, to move money from one jurisdiction to others by using a series of offshore entities. This was clearly a blind spot Ben how might your technology help in addressing that blind spot I, I mean it, it's occurring across business lines and jurisdictions but where the same or similar customers might be involved
2: Actually we did a project for one of our customers uh, at two years ago which was one of the one of the largest banks in the world where we actually built a complete map for them of their customer relationships using our, our our software, which actually gave them the ability to actually see for the first time all of the trades that they were booking with a client, whether it was on a principal or agency basis, give on or give up with every entity that they have around the world and how that faced off against other things. So there's some quite interesting things they found out about clients relationships which in fact even in from a credit point of view you know they they could discover that for example they might have a relationship with one part of the group the sort of equal and opposite piece with another that allowed them to set off capital that they otherwise wouldn't have done
0: so Ben, the uh, European Banking Authority issued an opinion in January 2018 on mm. the uh, use of what, exactly what you described, eKYC or reliance on utilities. What do you think about that idea around managed services being used as a, as a useful tool for AML?
2: I was reading a report from McKinsey. I think it was looking at the the overall banking basis, and and they had come up with a figure that uh, most of the uh, traditional financial services companies are operating on a cost base which is over twice that of the challenges. So if you think about that, the other thing that I think is quite important when you look at this, many people uh, uh, sort of espouse a view that largely kind of product and price across providers is becoming quite commoditized. Service therefore becomes more important. But as I, as I sort of alluded to before, the problem with, with high operations costs is that very often that's caused by a lot of manual stuff going on, which means that you're not delivering great service. So, so I think that's a sort of backdrop. The other thing that I think is kind of important now is obviously, or well, we're now in 2020 in a world where economies are seriously stressed. And that is going to have a knock-on impact. And in fact, we're already seeing it on things like bank provisions. So therefore, profitability. So therefore, availability of money for investment in change. My view against that kind of environment is that managed service is going to have to be a strategy that firms increasingly look at in order to compete.
0: Potential here in the European market, based on the amendments uh, made by the 5AMLD, that we could have EKYC providers licensed, registered, authorized, or have to have some sort of stamp of approval. What do you think about that?
2: I think it's a very good idea, actually. It would be a very positive thing if, if the regulators would be prepared to regulate financial services providers who are carrying out those core operations on behalf of other regulated firms. Because not only, not, not only do they actually get the comfort that directly because they've got some ability to supervise those firms and actually look through directly into their operations and what they're doing... But it also gives the, the the regulated firms, other regulated firms, a degree of comfort and surety that those processes, that they're in the same boat. So, you know, it would be therefore appropriate for a managed services provider to be under under the same senior manager's regime, for example as the firms that they're servicing because therefore you're in the same boat right and you know you know if the the bullseye on your back it's on his too or hers regulators really should start to be prepared to engage with with service providers in that conversation and even having you know even if they won't do it formally be prepared to do it in a, you know, as a shadow way, right? So that you you do have the same governance structures in place for those managed services firms as as the regulated entities themselves and that, that there is transparency of that.
1: I know that you do some work here up in the Nordics. Can you tell us a little bit about it?
2: So, well, obviously the, the um, uh, uh, I'm lucky enough that our, uh, uh, our friends at the at, at Invidum, which is the Nordic KYC utility, were, um, you know, happy to release a, a, a to put out a press release that we've been chosen to be the um, the core platform for that initiative. So, for those of you who don't know, um, the six uh, major uh, Nordic banks um, got together to form a. Uh, a joint operating company, the, the Nordic KYC um, utility. And, and there's a couple of primary goals to that. So one, one of the things was really particularly aiming at the corporate market segment to provide a much better client experience for those corporates who largely transact with many of the same banks and are having to provide much of the same information multiple times to those organisations. But also, you know, there was a big feeling that by working together and setting a common standard, they could provide a, a, a much more high quality and consistent set of data on which to base risk management decisions. It's been an absolutely fascinating and actually fantastic project to be involved in. It's very interesting in the the sense that you've got a group of what are very mature organizations, but also you've all kind of got a startup in the utility itself that's working. So it's trying to build all of that infrastructure and operating capability in a very short period of time. And it's been really very impressive what they've actually been able to accomplish, I think.
0: What's going to be the next cool thing out there, you think, for technology around KYC or AML or really anything you like in relation to financial crime prevention?
2: I I think there is a case of sort of run, crawl, walk, run going on here because many, very few people are able to offer kind of ekyc right now which is actually quite a proven proven technology but then i think that if you start to look at and again it's all about data isn't it as we were talking about before if you've got your data all in a place that you can access it uh it's properly structured then you can actually start really looking at exploiting that And, you know, getting the benefit of some of the tools that are out there in terms of sort of machine learning, even human assisted machine learning um, and all of that stuff. And I think that the big areas where there are wins for that technology are in things like reducing the noise around false positives in, you know, PEP sanctions, negative news. But then there are some people doing really cool stuff where you actually start to really look about behaviours. And, and actually what you were talking about in one of your um, other podcasts was about capturing, you know, that when you start to do the, the KYC, a big part, part of that should be capturing the, the behaviour that you're expecting from a client so it's actually making sure that you're linking that up with the with the back end with what's going on in transaction monitoring and then starting to look at you know use these algorithms to look at you know what can we learn from these behaviors both expected and what's actually happening because they're amazing at picking out out kind of needles in a haystack that you didn't you didn't even know you were looking at the haystack but I think the core thing really for me is that what it's going to do is actually hopefully in, enrich the jobs of of compliance professionals because actually what they're going to move from is very much a, you know, processing a paper factory, which is what they largely have to do at the moment because of the volume of manual work that goes on to the point that they're actually going to be able to spend the time looking and, and making decent judgments on risk
0: awesome well ben uh, i know people can't see you but your delightful spaniel flea is on your lap which i think is a subtle hint for it's time for a walk on behalf of maria and myself thank you so much
2: my pleasure sam it's been really nice to talk to you
1: and with that we wrap up this episode of captivated audience we would like to hear from you suggestions on guests or on topics please feel free to reach out to us on our website captivatedaudience.eu or drop us a line on linkedin until next time thank you for listening and stay safe